to match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat children. We back. Motherfucking Tough Talk Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Phil Hunt, per usual. Uh, here with my co-host, Ibrahim. Yes, sir. Say what's up to the people, or you just said what's up to the people. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> this week, we rocking solo, dolo, no guests. Uh, just me and Eve here holding it down. Uh, we got a lot to discuss. Uh, my buddy here, he's fresh off his uh, week at the creek, man. How was it? Dope as shit, man. Um, it was it was an experience, man. Thanks for doing a set on this on the spot, man. It was it was excellent. Appreciate it, man. Uh, you know, any stage time you can get, you 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 gotta appreciate here in this city. Uh, week at the Creek Creek for those of you who don't know is at the Creek and Cave over in Long Island City. So uh, yeah, man, a lot of people have done that. I got to see Colin Quinn do a week at the Creek. Mm. So everybody. Gets to do it from, you know, the biggest artists. Obviously, Kyla Quinn's been on SNL and a whole bunch of other shit. Tough crowd and whatever else. Right, right. All the way back down to us, to you me. know. <laughs> yeah, and you're, <laughs> and you're relatively new, new to my, the game. so. Ass. <laughs> but I got to see some shit from Ibrahim, and I was impressed, man. I mean, often in the city, you only get to see people for maybe five to ten minutes. So... To get to see you do a whole 30 was kind of impressive. Because you got to commit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's one thing that uh, it taught me about um, about with doing this week was that each day, what I challenged myself to do was like do a different 20 each day. Okay. And then I, I relatively came kept the same closer. Because it, it what I made me realize that, yo, I do have material to pull from. Yeah. And a lot of the material I built was in black rooms. Because, yeah. you know, in black rooms, they don't give you... A, t- a guest spot is 15 minutes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're oh, not yeah. stingy with the time. They're they going to put you, rock you up out. and they're going to see if for, you're funny or for not. Better or if worse. you're doing well, they'll let you go for 10, 15 minutes. Shit, even minutes. if you're doing bad, they'll let you go for 10 minutes. Nah, uh-uh. I, Sometimes. Smokey going to yank you down if, well, you, Smokey, if you're doing I, bad. Because it's just crashing the show. Right, but right. then, Smokey going to do 20 minutes about how bad you were. Mm-hmm. Shit, I done wow. been there when he played the funeral music. That shit is That shit is the worst. Well. I never had to deal with that. I stopped. Yeah, you, know. you got lucky. Nah, I, I did Mocha's once, and um, I did well. And then every time I would go back to try to get on stage, I could never get on stage. So I yeah. stopped going. It can be hard sometimes. Yeah, I stopped so going. I feel, like, like, I feel like with white rooms or with, you know, mainstream rooms, it's very hard to get on stage. And, you know, it might take you months to get up there. With black rooms, the challenge always was... For those like Def Jam, uh, Bad Boys of Comedy even, because Smokey did that. Mm-hmm. They all are connected and they see each other as peers. Whereas you could go do one of their rooms eight times, kill it, and they still be like, yo, give it up for this new Jack. And they never want to learn your name type shit. Mm-hmm. So where it's like, you didn't come up with me. So I don't right, give right, a fuck right. about you and know. you don't matter. I don't know. I but, 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 have been quite but, gracious to me. But. Like I said, yeah. they will give you the opportunity. Yeah, OG. you will get up there. <laughs> OG, the OGs have been very gracious to me. Like I've heard a lot of horror stories with some people. I mean, it's it's been a few. You know what I mean? But I don't know. It don't really bother me that much. It was like I'm, well, a, like I I'm said, a man first, so it it's doesn't. Like, I don't really get. I don't really. I've never really gotten that from them. It doesn't. Like they give me it doesn't bother me. But I'm just right. saying, each room is 
basically you pick your battle. Mm-hmm. White room, they might learn your name, but they're not putting you up. They're not putting you up. And I mean, you got to, you know, have reference, or you got to do yeah. the audition process, which could take which, months. Which is a mystery in itself. To which, like I said, the advantage in the black rooms was you can go there. And they will put your ass up oh, for yeah. better or for worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they might not learn your name, but they'll put you up. You'll, get, be- you'll get you some stage it's time. A, it's a beautiful thing because um, it's a beautiful thing. I always big up the black rooms because, like, I, I, I see a lot of alt black comics. They, they always yeah. shit on black rooms. And I'm like, I, I don't know that's what purpose that serves. I think it really has to do with them. And I already went through this debate. I had to, sir, I had to like really uh, go at some, some comics one night Yeah, that was um, talking shit about the black audience, about black rooms. And I was like, listen, man, like talking to them like they're dumb or you got to dumb your shit down and all that. I'm like, no, you don't. You just got to be I faster. Said, you have to be, you have to be quicker. You have you to be, be easier, quicker with it. But you also have to be confident in yourself. Right. They're like, oh, they're not going to like me because I talk like this. And blah, blah. Right. I said, that's your problem. That's their own insecurity. That's your own insecurity. Yeah. If you just go up there and do your shit they, and they see that it's you, then they going to fuck I with you. I don't see what purpose it serves a black comic to not do, do black, black rooms. I don't, I don't think... I think you can get very far in whatever this industry is and the current state of it mm-hmm. by not doing it. But I don't think you'll ever be it's as good. big as as good it's as good. or as big as, you know, the Steve Harvey or the Cedric the Entertainer or or, or any of them. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, they Chappelle did, did both. Black he did both. the Peppermint Lounge. He went to see Bob Sumner right. as well as going to see Lucian over at the comic strip. It's mm-hmm. like you need both. And then. These black comics in particular are running into a very specific problem of they don't meet neither standard, meaning they haven't gone to see anyone at any mainstream room, any bookers that could say, okay, your timing, your rhythm, your pace is all up to par. You can go on to the next level. Mm-hmm. And they're also not going to see Bob Sumner and doing the Apollo. Right. And that has to do with their own insecurity. Yeah. A lot of yeah. it's their own insecurity uh, to where that, not having a standard makes everyone and, feel and what's welcome. F- what's funny is um, when we were, de- when we were uh, debating back and forth, one of the comments goes, well, you're more of a black comic uh, than, than we are. You're more of th- that type of comic. I said, dude, when I'm in that room, they say that I'm more of a mainstream comic. Because you're both. I said, because I don't fit no... I think you're more of a hybrid. Yeah, it's like I don't fit in no, uh, whatchamacallit. I said, they think I'm mainstream. Y'all think I'm that. I said, no, I do both rooms. I I don't think the the, uh, comic nowadays can do one or the other. Obviously, you don't just want to limit yourself because I, I have a problem with having moved here you know, from Indianapolis and came 800 miles or 900 miles, whatever the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. I have a problem with also that I'll meet black comics who only want to do black rooms. And it's just like, okay. And it's often people who are from th- this side of things, you know, mm-hmm. tri-state area, Jersey, New York, right, whatever. Right, I'm right. saying I came 900 miles. I'm about to go uptown and I'm about to go downtown. downtown. Yeah. These cats is like, nah, I ain't going downtown. You know, they're going to pay me $25 and it's going to take nine months to get on stage. But it's like long run, you want to be, you know, in the mix for when they have the auditions and for when, you know, whatever TV show is looking for people, you want your name to be put in the hat. Right, so right. that's the benefit of that. But right. yeah, I, I have a problem on either side when people limit themselves. But mm-hmm. obviously well, I did Apollo last summer and mm-hmm. I mean... Same, some of the same jokes that I do downtown. So, 
Mm-hmm. I'm doing Caroline's. I'm doing the Apollo. I'm also going to go, you know, out to Brooklyn and do those rooms. Right. To me, if you can't work two out of the three sets, meaning if you can't do either urban, alt, and mainstream, if you right. can't do it two of the three, you suck. Because right. there's a lot of hacks in all of those rooms that just kind of learn the lines, you know. Mm-hmm. I, alt room or whatever, you know. You know, if you bring up... Uh, What's the group? Is it Coldplay? It ain't oh, Coldplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. What was the other Lincoln one that all the Park. white boys Lincoln, used to Lincoln do? Park. I think it was Creed that they would make fun of. Okay. And it's just like, okay, that's hack at this point. Right, right. You're right. all just slamming Creed and it's like, who even knows, you know? Right, right, right. <laughs> and then, I mean, wherever, you know, you'll see black comics, you know, corny black comics, you know. Give it up for the ladies. Uptown, and they're like, <laughs> well, there's two of them. The alt black comic is going to be uptown and he's going to be. You know, Ja Rule, and then, well, they don't like black comics, and it's like, no, motherfucker, you were talking about Ja Rule in 2020. (laughs) Like, who the fuck talks about Ja Rule? That's like 20 years of music that you Mm -hmm. skip past, you know what I mean? You need better jokes, (laughs) and you need to update your jokes and your references. And then, like you were saying, you know, you get also some of the hood black comics that are corny, you know. Clap for the ladies. Uh, clap for this. Give it up for the military. Uh, <laughs> clap for the NBA. Uh, yeah, yeah, clap if you enjoy breathing. Women always shopping. <laughs> yeah, women be shopping. Women be shopping. You can't have a woman from shopping. Where are we, man? Where should we start with? We started with comedy, so we'll stay in comedy. Yeah. Uh, it's been a long week. Uh, if you haven't heard or you live under a rock or don't have social media or ain't paid your phone bill, Kobe Bryant passed. Uh, yeah. And that shit is sad. And, you know, it ain't a whole lot to be said about it. Uh, you know, if you haven't heard, he died on a helicopter with, what, seven or eight other yeah, people. people. Yeah, including his daughter. And it's just yeah. sad. And, I mean, yeah. you know, probably two two weeks prior to, everybody on Twitter was sharing the meme of him and his daughter. Right. And he was obviously explaining some intricacies of basketball to yeah. his daughter, you know, which is... Like I said, it's just weird because it felt eerie almost, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unintentionally, we were sharing a positive image of a black man speaking to his daughter, you know, mm-hmm. whatever uh, jokes we were making about it or whatever. But doesn't even matter at this point. But, no. but yeah, that shit hit me hard. And it, it, it hit me hard because obviously I'm a Hoops fan. If y'all have listened to this podcast, y'all probably know that. Uh yeah, man, I grew up playing basketball, and he was the guy. So, you know, what was crazy, too, was the timing of the death that was really weird because mm-hmm. LeBron passed him the night before yeah. in Philly. Against Philly, you know, mm-hmm. he passed his scoring record. I think he moved into he second third. or he three. Moved he moved third, into number yeah. three and dropped Kobe to number four. So that day, that Sunday, I saw people walking around in his shirt and his jerseys just to say like yo my man got passed but that's still my man right right then i was on york avenue about six o'clock and i saw this kid in a number eight kobe shirt and he was crying and i'm like yo what the hell then i look down at my phone and as i see you know obviously everybody is playing news reporter so people were like yo kobe's dead and i just was like damn like like I said, the timing of it was it's, what was, was very was weird. weird. Yeah. Not that there's ever a good time to die. Right, but it was just, he, <laughs> he surpassed him, and then he, he passed away. Like, so it was just a little strange, which obviously now, you know, black conspiracy theorists 
couldn't wait. Well, they did wait with respect to Dr. Umar Johnson. <laughs> uh, he at least he at least gave it a day or two before he came out with his crazy ass conspiracy theory. What, what is it about the pharmaceutical? The Although pharmacy? I don't fault black people for being conspiracy theorists. Because why the fuck would not. you trust why, this government? Yeah, why not? It, like, it's why lied to us so much. Uh, Central Park Five. What? When else yeah. has it lied to us? Oh, oh the, the Tuskegee experiment the that they were like, oh, the fact that they actually put drugs in the black community. I all mean, those were conspiracy even theories. if they put them there, you ain't have to use them. Bro, you ain't have to smoke it. Bro, you take all the jobs away. But I hear you. I hear you. You know what I'm saying? I it hear you. It makes all the sense in the world. There's a lot of truth to it. But yeah, yeah but even, it's like, but at those even times, Dr. Umar respected but, the rules yeah, and was but, like, okay, two to three days three after, days. here it comes. Here comes what, the what bullshit. Because I, I didn't watch the video. Man, you know what it was. Hey, come on, it don't make sense, you know. But yeah, pharmaceutical Pharmaceutical companies and all types of other bullshit. That's like, hey, man. I don't. I don't. This is the thing when it comes to. I don't. uh, I don't decline any. I I don't decline too many conspiracy because it could be a lot of shit, but something in there. Uh, But sometimes people just die. Nipsey Hussle ain't get killed over a documentary. Sometimes. Sometimes and sometimes not. I think I mean, it's the reason. But I think the reason. <laughs> I think the reason for those things are because people would rather believe when it's somebody who dies, who's uh, has power or wealth well, or a celebrity, yeah. that rather than dealing with the tragedy and just saying, yo, my man got in a tragic car accident and died, mm-hmm. people would rather make up things to make it make sense. Whereas when your Uncle Clarence dies, that nigga just died. <laughs> like, there's no Uncle Conspiracy but, but, Theories. Right, but Uncle Clarence didn't have a, a billion-dollar lawsuit. Against I know, but I'm just... Well, well, he, just may, he may have owed a nigga $20 just, down on... Just one, one time. <laughs> That's what I want to see. I want to you know see I mean? regular people conspiracy people. theories. Yeah, that would be funny. Like, shit, my brother passed from cancer. I want somebody to come into the uh, ER and just be like, you know what this is about, right? Think about it, brother. His birthday was in March, right? Now, what month is that? It was, yo, it was this now, dude, what month is that? It was in the third. That's the third month, right? It was a dude doing that shit over the place. Now, what, a- now what, what type diabetes did y'all say he had? Type, type 3. Type 3. Oh, it was type 3. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, let me ask you this. What's his social security number? Mm-hmm. Now, take the last two numbers and, add them together. and divide them. <laughs> Now, what jersey number you say he wore? 24 <laughs> divided by 24. Now, let me ask you this, my brother. How many blades a helicopter got? <laughs> you just like, yo, fam, yeah, that I, shit is, I don't that know shit. what you it just did right there. That shit. He was like, he was like uh, what did he say? He kept bringing up 26. He's like, oh, the the, the daughter, he di- what they died on the 26? I don't know. Yeah, man. they died on the 26th. Yeah, so they died on the 26th. He goes, what is Kobe and his, his daughter? Kobe's number is 24. His daughter number is 2. Oh, my 26. God. He was like, uh, their their birthday. That's what the people same do. Birthday. They take then, numbers and they try to I make it like, make sense. Dude, I don't want to hear none of this shit. Now, how many feet up was that? Come on, bro. 2,600. And then they tap that head twice. <laughs> Think about it. I'm done. Anytime you got to do math, like I said, nobody does math to figure out why they uncle died. But every time a famous person died, they got to be some type of government conspiracy. Let it rest. It's sad. R.I.P. Kobe is just about the only thing to say 
yeah. shit was sad. And you know the jokes. We it's comedians, sad. the jokes are right there. They're going to come. I mm-hmm. made a joke myself. It made me feel better. Uh, <laughs> and a few I people, a few people even no hit front. me up to I say, did. a few people hit me up to say, hey, man, I was ready to be mad, but that did make me laugh. The joke mm-hmm. I made was very simple. Uh, Kobe passed. Y'all been waiting on him to pass this whole time. Mm-hmm. Y'all been asking that he pass, and then finally he passed, and now y'all sad. Yeah. And that was the joke. And if you go back and watch Kobe's, uh, I think it was his last game speech where he kind of joked about the same thing about like my whole career they told me to pass. Tonight they're gonna tell me not to pass. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, he scored right. sixty one in his final game. Right. Oh, there's another number, number. brother. Mm-hmm. 61. 61. Now, let me ask you this. <laughs> what jersey number he wore in middle school? If you take six and then divide it by one, what is oh that? <laughs> See, he wore number six. <laughs> you, no, I don't fucking know <laughs> what number he wore at Lower Marion or whatever. No, Lower Marion wore 33. But everybody, it started, it started this tidal wave of you know bullshit that it's yeah. like all right r.i.p kobe that's the right thing to say obviously but a lot of people are gonna say a lot of things in between the comedians jokes i don't mind because i know that's what we do and that's how yeah. we make ourselves feel better right it's the but then from the people but also i hate the arguments it creates because then right. people started pointing fingers at other people like yo don't just share about him. You got to share about his daughter. And then you got to share these white people that no one ever saw play. Yeah. And it's just like. Why? I don't have to Because what people start doing is it starts becoming this moral high ground of like, I, I love Kobe more than you. Right. I'm the saddest person right now. And it's like, fam, all of us saw the man play at some point. Right. And even if you didn't see him play, you still humanly can feel sorry for Somebody else's loss. So it's just a weird thing to make it all about yourself where you start pointing across the way at other people. Like, let me tell you what's wrong with your post, buddy. <laughs> like, why you sound like Macho that's Man the, all of a sudden? That's, brother. That's the, fucking, that's the fucking world we live in, though, right now. Let Everybody me tell you. project that they're this best, that they're this great person. Like I said, it's Man, weird because people were almost like... You're not as sad as me. I'm more sad I'm more than you. I'm more sadder than you, yeah. And it's just like, no, we I mean, all I, I we keep, all knew him yeah, to the same amount. I keep it I keep it a buck. Like, I tell people, it's like, yo, like, my boy, he's a huge Kobe fan. I'm talking about huge. And me and him used to get in arguments and debates all the time about, you know, about Kobe Bryant mm-hmm. and all this stuff because I wasn't a Kobe Bryant fan. And I had to, I hit him up to find out how he was doing. I'm talking about, yeah. it's like, Kobe is almost like, this motherfucker's like Zen master. Right. He's life coach. Like, his yeah. whole... Life is around mamba mentality. So I was like, yo, dude, you all right? And he was like, man, I cried. He cried most of the day, all this stuff. Like, it really affected him. So then I was like, all right, well, you know, I was just hitting you up. He said, like, I appreciate it. I said, well, you know how I feel about him. I said, so, you know, but I want to make sure you was all right. Hey. And he was like, yeah, I'm good. I said, I said, all right, man. Well, hashtag fuck Kobe. I said, for old time's sake. Yeah, for old time's <laughs> sake. old time's sake. He's like, he said, I fucking hate you. And I was like, like oh, hey. man, you know, but he laughed. Yeah, like, like, I'm fuck. not going to change up my energy on nah. how I feel about the dude. Like, not, but it's, fuck him but in, even sports, in sports, but not in humanity. Right. It's just a silly ass. It's a thing where like I think it was Seinfeld that said how silly is sports and Seinfeld did a joke about he said you know 
when a player changes teams, they just change shirts. Yeah. So you're in the stands like, he's wearing a different shirt. Yeah, yeah. You know, true. fuck him. Obviously, yeah. Coke, uh, Seinfeld doesn't cuss, but that right, was kind right. of the, just the, the joke. Co- yeah. But it's, it's like, like, yeah. I kept it, I kept it the same. Grown-ass like, men, they I'm wear shirts. See, I hate when people, when someone dies and then people act yeah, like they've the fake always NFC. been, well, they've always the been fans of them. That was the thing. And it's like, come was, on, was, man. At least this time, it felt real because you know a lot of people had a lot of love for him like yeah. when philip seymour hoffman died rest everybody in peace. all of a sudden but it's like look C. y'all wasn't no philip seymour hoffman well, David fans Bowie. but but well i mean even that was bigger because it's like yeah, yeah some people like some, his music but not, that's like you should have to show your that he's on your playlist for you to be able to type r.i.p mm-hmm. because it's just like dude we don't need five trillion r.i.p posts right. we just need about his 30 or so fans to post this shit. And he, and he, so, he at least this time it was shit. real. Because right, niggas right, had jerseys, niggas right, had right, shirts, right. niggas shoes. had shoes. I don't uh, know so, so many people had the shoes. I had the shoes. Uh, well, well depends though. on what shoes we talking about. Because mm. the Nikes was like, alright, he came over to a side that was real. Whereas them Adidas shits look like vacuum cleaners. And it was ass. like, nah, yeah, fam. Yeah, Although the Crazy 8s, he started with the Crazy 8s. I remember the Crazy 8s were dope. They were and everybody had them. So with with some people when they're tennis shoes, it's like, hey man, you know you don't need to make a new one every year. You know you're from the Midwest, you said tennis shoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basketball <laughs> shoes, tennis shoes, sneakers. you know what I'm saying? Sneakers, whatever. But tennis shoes, sometimes, sometimes you're from the Midwestern country, I hear that say tennis shoes. Sometimes you don't need to make another shoe, man. Just stick with the crazy eights. And then he came with them other ones, and it was just like, fam, like ones, yeah, I don't like know what like the fuck those are. Shit. Well, those were the Adidas ones that look like the vacuum cleaners. No, no, no. no. He had a Nike one that was almost like a sock. Oh, okay. It came up it a came little higher. Because his, his Nike ones were basically just the Hirachis. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of made them a special edition type of Hirachi or the new, the not the old Hirachis that Fab Five wore, the new Hirachis in the 2000s. And then Lonzo Ball ended up smashing oh, the design. <laughs> Lord, don't even talk about those, which niggas, niggas still owe me receipts because they said they was about to support the big baller brand. I wanted to. But and it was then it's like, like nigga, that $300... For shoes of a man who's not even an all-star, right. this nigga's an athletic Andre Miller, and you <laughs> and his father's out here pushing sneakers down your throat. I look, I I, I supported. You keep talking. Yeah, I supported the uh, the the dad man. I really was digging the the fact that they were taking agency over their brand, and oh, he was doing something that nobody else had but done. Because that... I thought I thought about it from the from the aspect of if LeBron James' father was around. And he had this same mentality, or there's a father around. You know, to be able to take advantage of that and be ahead of the curve on something like that. But that was But that was a false narrative. The dad was overzealous. Right. He started ducking behind, and we're gonna get real deep into people ducking behind causes today. Right, right, right. Uh he started ducking behind this narrative of, of oh, y'all just, just don't like black fathers. And it's like, No, well, that's true. That's, a, that's a real finish. thing. Let me finish. Okay. He, he started ducking behind a false narrative of y'all don't like black fathers. Right. And it's not true. It's like, nigga, we don't like loud, obnoxious ass fathers. Nah, Look, hold nah, on, nah, let me finish. Nah, let me finish. Yeah, I'm about right, to name ahead. some go, NBA dads. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, the Holiday Brothers, that there's three of them in the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. I can't name their father. Okay. You know what I mean? There's plenty of brothers in the league whose dads are around and come to games and we don't know their names. 
niggas didn't like him because they felt like he was making everything all about him. It'd be games and shit, and they interviewing him. Nigga, you're not a coach. You're not a this. You're not a that. Shut the fuck up. Kyrie Irving's father Dang. last night was at his game. He grew up without his mother. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right. That's an old 90s NBA narrative of, oh, <laughs> you know, these players don't have fathers. Man, that narrative needs to be killed and needs to be put to bed. It ain't existed since 1990. And I know no, we as comics no, sometimes, no. we use jokes right, and it's right, like, right. ha, ha, ha. But also, that's not fucking true. No, but what I will say about with uh with Lonzo Ball, what I like, what I saw initially, how I looked at how he was approaching everything, is that he was taking the brunt of what will be coming to his his son, right? Because it's like here it is, most of the time in the NBA, you draft a kid who's like 17, 18 years old, nineteen or whatever, into the league. Yeah. They have to deal with media questions. They have to deal with the media circus. And the way I saw it is that his father was... This initially how I saw it. Yeah. That his father was taking the brunt of that away from him. So he could just focus on playing. He's talking. He's being the mouthpiece so his son could just play. Because sometimes what happens is the, the fathers and the parents leave the kids to deal with the media. And they don't, and they don't usually uh, have to... Um, and they usually don't even know how to handle shit I'm like that. I'm trying to come with you. You know but, what I'm saying? But now I'm following this narrative that you're creating. Or not you're I'm creating. Not, creating. Not, not that you're creating. But it, I'm seeing that, how... It, that it was how, out there in the atmosphere. But hold on, hold on, let me finish. Uh, Brandon Ingram, look at his draft class. And then let's talk about the whole thing. As a whole. Kobe's dad mm-hmm. was an NBA player. He's an NBA player. Think of how little you saw Kobe's dad speak. Here's the thing. If you're sitting there beside your son during one of his interviews, that's support. And I don't mind that. Right. But, nigga, when you said more than your son has said, there is a problem. I no, felt like it no, came off like he was living vicariously that, through his son. Yeah, eventually, that's what it ended up when and I even started when, up realizing. But well, I will, what, this, this is the only issue I have with Lonzo Ball. He did not know how to. I will agree. He did not know when to shut the fuck up. LeVar. LeVar Ball, whatever. But, he did not know when to shut the fuck up. And, I mean, a lot of that wasn't his fault. ESPN and shit was scheduling he, interviews for right, him. So, a lot of that wasn't his fault. But I just hated this false narrative of, oh, he's a black father. If you have a problem with him, it's because you have an issue with black fathers. Like I said, the holidays, that could, that there's right three right of them in the league. Yeah. I can't name him. I can't name Kyrie's father. Kyrie's father was at the game last night. Uh, you know, the Nets mm-hmm. for Kobe or whatever. It was kind of a special thing because, you know, mm-hmm. Kyrie was mentored by Kobe. So... His father, he'd seen him on the sidelines, went over to hug him. His mother, Kyrie's mother, passed when he was like, I think, at birth maybe. So he was raised by his father. So it's like, what is this narrative and why does it exist? And also, don't hide behind a false cause. But it had been a narrative. So I'll say this. You You can't make sneakers for your son and he's not a professional. No one's ready for that, fam. So... The, the narrative was way too false for me. Then even with the second son, now he's ruined his career. He got suspended from UCLA right. for stealing sunglasses, which I made the joke that this nigga's stat sheet is all zeros except in the steel column. <laughs> there's, uh, there's a one. Because <laughs> he literally stole, stole yeah, those yeah. glasses. Right. Then they tried to suspend the boys, and he didn't let his son get suspended with the rest of them. He yeah. took his son out of UCLA and put him on, like, some bum-ass professional team that nobody cares about. Now, the third mellow is obviously, or the third ball is 
coming up coming on the up, draft. Yeah. But it's like, please just tell your father to stay out of your shit. Because he doesn't do nothing but ruin shit and make it a circus. Now, like I said, he's not very responsible for the circus because the media ESPN's stupid. I, he didn't tell them to do interviews, you know. It's not his fault he became a character. But I thought he was hurting his son at some point more than he was helping him. And now that he's been relegated to a bench in New Orleans, the hype has died. Niggas oh, yeah, is yeah, certainly yeah. not paying $300 for a bench player's shoes. Oh, hell no. And then also, oh, no. as the black community, we make oh, less. Oh, so no. I thought it was very fucked up for you to then say, oh, well, these cost $300. Now, I know we Come don't on, have man. sweatshops in China. Come on, bro. We know I know we don't have we sweatshops in China. We spend four and five bat. Yes, sneakers. And I disagree with that. But I'm just. I do too. But but just because they're doing it doesn't mean you should do it. Now Mm -hmm. I get that the price point has to be higher because business wise, we don't own sweatshops. Right. You know how illegal pair of Nikes be if a black man (laughs) ran that fucking country. (laughs) Like fucking Asian people should see the the Nikes as as the clan. Like when I see Asians with Nikes on, I'm like, what are you really doing, fam? Like, did your niece make those? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, on the shoe tip, you know, the Kobe's, you could judge them. The Crazy 8's was dope, which I always find funny about NBA players and their sneakers is they come in the game as a rookie mm-hmm. pre-draft, and they'll sign with anybody. But after about two years, it becomes apparent of, like, ooh, you shouldn't have signed that deal. Mm-hmm. You're with L.A. Gear? <laughs> like, nah, brother. Damn, you got a gear. Nike game. You took it back. What about British Knights? Yeah. <laughs> so British my Knights. favorite all-time NBA case of this was, uh, obviously, Dwayne Wade came in, and he was yeah, with, he Converse, was with Converse, Converse. And then they were like, are you with Converse? And it's Kirk, is, is Kirk Heinrich also with Converse? Oh, <laughs> like, what are we selling here? Free throws and bounce passes? But his Converse's was dope, though. But Jordan brought him out of it. Yeah. But the favorite, all-time favorite, was Vince Carter. So Vince Carter, if you don't know, Vince Carter signed with Puma. Puma, right. And right, wasn't right. on the court, wasn't wearing Pumas, was wearing N1s. And Puma had to say, hey, Negro, Contractually, you cannot do that. And he was on record. He said, you know, I don't play in them because they're not comfortable. Mm-hmm. And then Nike came in the middle of N1 and Puma and was like, we got this one. That's hilarious. Uh, here's some money and the rest is history. That's hilarious. But it's just funny to me. You can tell. You can I tell. I know, right? Like, You're just like Puma, Puma makes like running shoes. Exactly. Yeah, and even after a while, their running shoes wasn't even for running no. You more. know, they was hot though in like the seventies. Your uncle probably killed over some Pumas. They. <laughs> they no, they came back in the late nineties too. They came back in. The well, late yeah, 90s but like you said, they were they running were, shoes. They were running and all shoes. And everybody was walking. You know, they were walking. Nobody on, on like the court in no Pumas. No, I was no. like, fam, where did you get those uh, from? No, Could you not Puma? find your were real sneakers? Are they the only ones coming around trying to sign? Well, what it is is whoever comes the highest bidder, basically. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you went to a smaller school or you weren't as highly recruited, then you're more likely to take that small bag. I wonder if they had to buy his contract. Did they have to buy? Yeah, Nike. I told you Nike came in the middle for Vince Carter and was like, here's some money for you and the rest is history. But what signature shoe did Vince Carter have in Nike? The Boings, the Springs, remember? Look. My my black Those I had a his? yeah he started that go really? back I was a kid kid so I loved him because it was just ugly. it made so, so much sense dog the dopest pair of shoes I've ever had black 
on black Vince Carter's. I think it was his second once. And my fucking brother sold him to somebody, but that's another story. Yeah, dog. Come on, man. When you win the dunk contest like Vince Carter won it. Yeah, but I don't remember no commercials. Or like Kobe won it. Hey, you about to get a shoot in. And it's about to be a best one. My Kobe hate about to come out. Kobe won the wackest. It's important, though, that you bring up Kobe hate. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and here's why. Because I always hated people. One is, okay, let's start with this. What? These false narratives that are created where what people are jumping across the internet to say, oh, you got to share everybody's picture, not just Kobe's. And it's like, well, you're not actually saying that you have sympathy or empathy for dead people. What you're saying is you have sympathy for people who die with celebrities. Right, so it's right, like, right, right, right. well, you might as well start sharing pictures of the obituary then. Like I said, I saw some of those pictures and I saw the white family and I'm like, who are these people? Have they ever dumped? <laughs> who did they play for? The, like the, the guy was supposed to be a very great, like one oh, of the yeah, greatest pitcher, pitching coach, but Baseball but he wasn't better. wasn't a celebrity he wasn't player, right, right, right. if he wasn't you will. Right. So it was a little disingenuous for people to share How this much picture. Did this motherfucker make the living Calabasas? I don't even know, dog. You know you can play baseball forever. So, but I'm saying though, he's the baseball coach. How much money does he make to live? Might have just been friends of Kobe or whatever. The same way we do. Hey, you think I can roll with you? Man, you got make some. You got to make some fucking money. You know, black people ain't letting you. You know, black people ain't letting you on their helicopter though. Hey, hey, you need to put five on my gas. Black people always want that five dollars. Is that petrol? I always want that five dollars, David. Hey, but uh, that show that show you how. Hey, man, your helicopter going my way. (laughs) Anybody going south? It's only five minutes. Well, and that was an annoying part too. People judging the way he was traveling when it's like, bruh, if you had helicopter money, you would would totally take a helicopter. He he said he had been. Taking helicopter since what his first championship? Oh well, yeah, yeah, you he know it's the way there, LA traffic is. There to where in LA minutes. traffic is notorious. It's a it's a direct yeah, way of I've traffic. Heard, I've heard uh, Bill Burr talk about it extensively oh, yeah. on his podcast about him yeah he loves him. Everybody knows Bill Burr yeah. loves him and he wants to and fly he did it for that very reason. That. The LA traffic he and yeah, the LA traffic him. is fucking notorious. But yeah, I hate it. You know, people pointing across the way at other people. Oh, man, come on. You got to share the other eight people. And then if that wasn't enough, some of the jokes. And then it's like the people trying to defend the jokes where it's like, listen, man, I don't feel like we can treat people better in death than we treat them in life. Right. So that means if, if I'm a big head, dumb motherfucker. You know, I'm a big head, dumb motherfucker in death too. In death too, and go ahead and get y'all jokes off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Don't feel sorry for me now. Obviously, disrespecting my name and joking about my name are two different so things crazy. that we're gonna get into. But uh, I just with Kobe, man. I didn't. I like I said, my whole career. I never. I mean, my whole career. His whole career that I've been around. You know, that I watched from the beginning. Um, I never. I wasn't a fan. I wasn't a big fan or whatever. Um, but it took for this to happen for me to have a connection with him on a human level because right. he died with his like daughter. Like I said, as a playing level. You know what I'm saying? He died with his a, daughter. At a playing level, you can I was always like, yo, man, not like dude. a player. You know what I mean? As a human but as a level. Human, on a human yeah. level, man, it was like, yo, when I found out his, his daughter died with him. Yeah, it was extremely oh, sad. man. I was like, as a father and like a husband, I, said, I was like, God damn. Now, I connected there because I was just like, yo. Right. You know, I just put myself in his shoes in that moment. It's like, yo, that's what really fucking... It's like the twisting of the knife. But I hate it, like I said, the pointing of the fingers and people 
you know, well, don't joke. And it's like, hey, listen, fam, you ain't beat up Chris Childs yet. <laughs> so until you kick Chris Childs' ass, yeah. that, that that should be at that, the highest yeah. on your list. Yo, that get, that gift. Because if y'all don't know, Chris Childs and Kobe yeah. got into it back in the day. Yeah, with that two piece. Yeah, I Chris Childs him. caught him with a quick two piece. I wow, wow. every minute of that shit when it happened. Yeah, this <laughs> is the Tough Talk podcast still. Yo. So you know we was into that fight shit. Kobe did not have his hands up. Uh. <laughs> the motherfucker was throwing. I remember the elbows Kobe was throwing against the Sacramento Kings. He was not yeah. motherfuckers out. And then I'm glad, like I said, I'm glad you maintained that energy because a big yeah. issue I had was when Kobe retired. Some of these people that were fans acting like they liked him all along. Yeah, when yeah. I'm like, well, nigga, who booed him in Philly at the All Star game when he was the MVP? And Word. came back home to Philly where he played in high school and motherfuckers booed, booed him, him. Yeah. because the truth was coming up in the 90s and whatnot. That he wasn't a true he, guy. He, well, he was as much no, as he could. No, listen, what I'm saying, as that's much what the as he could was. help it. But I'm saying, but that, that's what the big thing. That's the what narrative was, was. And that's where the divide was. Well, Philly true. Guy. He was, you know, overseas. From Italy, yeah. He was from overseas or whatever, but his American home was Philly. Right. And I always had issue with people and let me just go on and state this as a thesis for this entire podcast because this is the issues I be having with people. People be thinking that I be arguing with their ass over morality, but I don't. What I be arguing with people over with is whether or not their ideas are progressive. Mm. So when we talk, because a lot of times they feel like it's progressive and I have to back them up and say like, yo, that's not fucking progressive at all. Right. And, and I don't care that you think that, but I want you to know that that's not a progressive idea. Mm-hmm. Here, I'm going to throw you one and we'll get a little off topic so we can come back to Kobe. This girl was on Twitter and she was saying, I'm going to try to basically quote what she was saying. The gist of what she was saying was that, you know, eh, they're corny or whatever. So I talk in their voice. You know, men who share their girls only fans accounts and support it and encourage it have big dick energy. What? So I retweeted it, and what I said was, exactly, you know, shouts out to pimps everywhere. <laughs> I'm just like, are you so dumb that basically a dude is sharing naked pictures of you, and you think that's supportive? Supporting? No. Like, I think, I, I don't think he should discourage it, because if that's how you make your money, then fair enough. Yeah, but. Like but said, to well, encourage it is like the nigga in a purple yeah. hat. Encourage yeah. showing that pussy. Exactly. So what are we really talking about? So for Kobe, that the thing that annoyed me about that narrative and people not liking him, you know, back in the day, look, there was a split. There were Iverson fans, niggas who wanted cornrows and tattoos, and they approved of all the th- off the court thuggery. And then there was Kobe fans, and it was a big divide. And Kobe at the time, pre-rape Kobe, had no tattoos. Mm -hmm. He was number eight. He was the clean cut guy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he wore the suits and whatever else. His father had the NBA pedigree. Pedigree, His father played in the NBA. So he was viewed as a rich kid. Being viewed as rich was being viewed as... He's like a Grand Hill. Right. Right. 2.0. Being viewed as rich was being viewed as soft. Which meant you wasn't from the streets. So a lot right. of people did not like Kobe. And they felt like even with him rapping, he was a wannabe. Right, right, right. So all the that way rap, up to... That rap was ass. But which is weird going. because, like I said, I'm trying to think of what would have been his moment. It wasn't winning because 
When he got booed at the All-Star game, he was winning now. He was winning with Shaq. I think a lot of people, this is when I believe that a lot of people don't know the Kobe bandwagon. the 81-point game. Yeah. That's when I start noticing a lot of Kobe fans coming out of the woodwork. Definitely. The 81-point game. Because all before that, it was all Kobe this, Kobe's uh, shitting on him. And by then, Iverson did scored 81, it it all changed. It all flipped. And I tell a bunch of, and I got so many arguments with people. With, with uh, so-called Kobe fans right. all the time about that's the only reason y'all started riding his dick was when he scored 81 points. Because I got to say. Let's be honest. He scored 81 against the Toronto Raptors. The right. Toronto Raptors at that time. Oh, my favorite player, by the way. As a child growing up in Indiana, Jalen Rose Jaylen was Rose, my favorite yeah, player. He put, and Jalen was on the Raptors by the end, and Jalen gets all the bullshit yo, somebody, <laughs> from that game. Uh, somebody, uh, I remember... Uh, what's my man named Devin Booker? Yeah, he had put up sixty about a year or yeah. two ago, right? On the Boston Celtics, right? I put up on on Facebook or something. I said Devin Booker sixty on the Celtics is more impressive than Kobe eighty one on you the. You got Raptors. a point, although and I motherfuckers say, got mad. I'm talking yeah. about the legion of <laughs> Kobeites. Hey, came from the. You, they you came from the fight hills. talking about some hoops real no, quick. Eighty one. Oh, he put it. No so, one's ever. I said, nigga, David Robinson scored seventy one. I, I was more impressive. Fan of Kobe, and I think what made him so great to me was, and I mean the same thing for LeBron, although even more because. Social media and things started coming around in the internet to where you could have so much pressure on you as a high school kid coming out mm-hmm. to meet the expectations. Station Although I feel like for Kobe, they kind of never let him quite have the keys until he was ready. Right, right. You right, know, right. obviously once he, they traded Shaq, and this he a, was ready. And that's, but, th- but but this is another thing I tell people too is like I said when Kobe Kobe came into a weight because when the debate between LeBron and him, yeah, I said Kobe came into a situation where that L.A. Lakers team was already a playoff team and could have and may have even won a championship, right? Even without him. I said I don't know if they won no, a chip. Yeah, they would have. They played my Pacers that first they year. Had, that boy averaged like third. Listen, they had when Kobe came to them. Yes. He was a rookie. He was riding the bench. But every Kobe would have never saw the court had Eddie Jones not hurt his knee. I got because you. because the Lakers was deep. They Need had Eldon Campbell. They had Eldon Campbell. They had they had just got Shaq. Right. They had Eddie. Uh, uh, they had uh, Eddie uh, Jones. Eddie Jones. Eddie Jones hurt himself. Nick they had, Van Exel. They had Nick Van Exel. Nick Van Exel. And they had uh, Anthony Peeler on the bench. They was deep at all. Not Anthony Peeler. <laughs> Anthony Peeler, bro. <laughs> he was... That nigga didn't have no eyebrows, remember? Yeah, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> that motherfucker was dead eye. He, he looked like three, Charlie Villanueva. <laughs> he looked like a smaller version. But, yo, I tell people. And, and then Peeler. when Kobe would come in, he would be like, he would be doing a whole lot of um, bullshit. Like yeah. air balls. Yeah, and all. He was... Like he was trying to show off. Right. And, and uh, the coach they had at the time, um, Dale Harris, was sitting mm-hmm. his ass down. Like, oh, you'll sit your ass down. Yeah. So I've been telling people, I've been watching this motherfucker nah. since the beginning. I'm telling like, you. And I'm not I respect sold. you maintaining that. Because like I said, I wouldn't argue with people over their morals. What right. I would argue with is whether or not that's progressive. So for the black community, I always seen that as just like... It's not his fault that he was raised, you know, in a two-parent household mm-hmm. and that his dad had a NBA steady player. income from being a former NBA player. Right. It's not his fault that he's not quite truly, really from Philly. Right, like, right, right. that's not his fault. I'm a military kid, so I took somewhat offense to that. And just like, yo, 
You're not responsible for who you're raised by or the mm-hmm. households you come from. Mm-hmm. And even a little bit, I felt like he was overcompensating with the whole rap thing yeah, and different shit. And then obviously, once he caught the case, he came back with the tattoos. The number was switched. Then there was the Phoenix Suns battles where uh, Roger Bell was putting him on his ass. And he mm-hmm. had to play with horrible ass Chris Mim and Kwame Brown, which we laugh about Kwame because he's the only player to get yelled at by Michael Jordan and Kobe. (laughs) Uh, But I love some of the jokes. Like, obviously, as a basketball fan, I had jokes. And I'm like, the first thing he going to do is smack the fuck out of David Stern when he get up there for for veto (laughs) and that that Chris Paul trade. Because his career ends a lot different if he don't veto that trade. And I said, when he smacked the shit out of David Stern, hold on, when he smacks the shit out of David Stern, he better be abiding by the NBA dress code. (laughs) David going to be like, nigga, you getting fined. I don't know. They probably wouldn't have won because look at Chris Paul's track record. That motherfucker can't win. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, hey, it don't take no helicopter crash for me to get defensive. Yo. <laughs> Listen, as a short guy, you Yo. would not disrespect No, Chris I like Paul. CP3. Oh, we all do. But the motherfucker no, can't win. Let, let, stop. Let me, he can't win. Let me fit. Let, listen, in, listen. In New Orleans, listen, stop. great team, listen, can't win. Listen. You, First put of him all. Next to, put him next to James Harden. Let me finish. Can't win. Let me finish. So if, who's to say if he would have went to First LA? First of all, you're implying that James Harden can win without Chris Paul, and that's he, not true. It's not lot. true, and I love James. James, James is dope. Is great. Well, I'm listen, saying that the, the listen, thing is that when Chris is listen, next to another All Star player, let me try to put this in a perspective. We'll start with Exhibit A. Right, Exhibit A is the Los Angeles Clippers okay. were a goddamn joke before Chris Paul. Yeah, I give you that. Now, now there was some, listen, there was some luck. A lot of people don't win the championship. Just because you ain't win don't mean you lost. God no, but what I'm saying is you're saying that Kobe's career would have been different, would have ended different. Yes. But I said, but look at what... Because they still Chris, had power. But, but look at Chris, Brawl, Chris Paul's track record up to this point. Gee, but it you're hasn't not, been that great. You're not let Look, look, look. <laughs> no, no. Because... No, because y'all... Hold on, hold on, hold on. What? Because y'all fucked the game up with that championship shit. Y'all nothing. Charles, but hold on. Barkley, Barkley a real motherfucker. I take Barkley over KD. Now, that's not to say that KD ain't better than Barkley. But what I'm telling you is the heart to go out there and get 50 wins and still lose in the playoffs because Chris Paul never lost. You might can't say he ever won a chip, but you can't say he lost. The Clippers were a goddamn joke. He came, Blake, they drafted Blake Griffin. Mm-hmm. The they got DeAndre Jordan. Jordan. They got Ed Barnes, Jamal Ed Barnes, Crawford Jamal off the bench. But what Ball I'm saying Ball. is, who who was ever going to beat Golden State? You, he had the misfortune, the same misfortune as my Pacers with Reggie Miller to always run into dogs. Reggie Miller kept running into Michael Jordan, and you got to beat him to get out. And then, and then Paul George with my Pacers, Reggie. with Lance Stevenson, kept running into LeBron. LeBron in Miami or LeBron in Cleveland? The, pay, the Pacers issue with that you bring up Reggie Miller was that the fact that the entire offense was 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 centered around him running Reggie behind Miller screens, and him running behind screens, which is some bitch ass shit. A, but man, a, he made it look he's good. A, he, but, but I'm saying he's a streak shooter. No, no team that has a streak shooter can win because when he's hot, 
He's hot. But I'm just he's saying. Off, he's off. So listen, Reggie could not create off the dribble. Let me tell you. So, and then there was no other players in there who could really score off the dribble. You fair. had Derek McKee. Let me tell the, you. Uh, Antonio, and the Davis brothers. Look, the only other motherfucker you had on the team that, could, that had any instant offense was Rick Smith. And his feet were bad. We ain't going to talk. So, come on. But, <laughs> but we got there in 99. We got, got there. And when, this when, brings when you us back more, to Kobe. When, when you have more, brings you have more back to Kobe. And Kobe and Shaq torched our asses. And that the rest no, is but That's because y'all had no solidified big man. I, that can stop you Shaq. think I'm arguing with you. No. I'm, I'm not Rick, arguing Rick with Smith's you at all. Was bad. You are so right about the, everything that you were saying. All I'm saying is Chris Pine the hoe, and I'm gonna tell you the moment. No, because he, he, he so, got drafted he's a by New Orleans. Player. Listen, no, he's a and great he player. transformed. Now, hold on. Then he went to the Clippers. Uh-huh. The Clippers were perennial losers. They were bums. Their fans had bags over their face. And Chris Paul should get some credit for getting rid of uh, Donald Sterling's ass. <laughs> but then Chris Paul won me over against oh, the right. Grizz, against the Grizzlies, mm-hmm. against the Grizzlies. These motherfuckers were down, I want to say, 30 points. This motherfucker, Chris Paul, refused to come out the game. They took all the starters out the game. I woke up somewhere in OT. This nigga was still on the court. He had, like, probably 32 points mm-hmm. and, like, 15 assists mm-hmm. and, like, eight rebounds, He's six an steals. Player. And I was like, yo, and they I'll... won by two points, and it mm-hmm. was by his work. And I said, you can't never question. Hold on. Then he player. gets swapped out to... Houston, mm-hmm. then he gets swapped back to OKC this mm-hmm. year, and you would say to yourself, man, this is going to be the end of that run. That yep. motherfucker's sitting solid in, I think, sixth place or seventh with a bum-ass OKC team that he's dragging. He's a great Because he plays the right way. But there's something about him oh, that he I'll tell you this, and I don't know if you an, caught and this. They, and they say he's an asshole. I don't... He's Nigga, you need to an be asshole. an asshole. Isaiah no, Thomas was an asshole. Was Thomas as a little guy, guy, you ain't gonna be able to be but nice also, out there. But also, Isaiah had to be an asshole in that era because being a little guy going to the hole. Yeah, I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna get back. We're gonna get slide back to COVID. But for Chris Paul, I don't know if you caught this, mm-hmm. but early in the year, a player had his shirt untucked. And Chris Paul chased the referee down and was like, look at him. His shirt's untucked. Look at him. And for a moment, you go, whew, that's some bitch-ass snitch shit. That's a high snitch factor. But then when you see that they won by, like, two points, you and think those two free throws helped his ass win. Wow. I, I love Chris Paul. But anyway, I too. back I, to a, Kobe. I, I like, see, like I was saying. The first thing he's to do is smack the shit out of David Stern. And then the second thing, David Stern is going to find his ass. Because they would have went on to it. It wouldn't have ended for Kobe quite as but, bad if he had Chris Paul. But, we can debate all day whether or not they're going to win championships. Trade, hold up. But with that veto trade, they still end up winning titles. Because even with that veto trade, they end up getting Paul Gasol. No, they right? had him before that. They would have had Paul Gasol and Chris Paul, I think. I'm pretty sure. No, that no. was later. Because, no, that, listen. I think that trade enabled, because they tried to get Chris Paul. They shut that trade down. I think then they, they went around and ended up getting Powell Gasol. Chris Paul, uh-uh. Chris, Chris Paul had asked to get the fuck out of New Orleans because he realized they weren't going to get him help. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm telling you that you should know. The, NBA owned, the reason the I'm NBA telling you. Yeah, it was a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. The reason I'm telling you that you should know that that was after is because they had already won and it was after. The Lakers had already won. And the reason that no one really made a huge deal about them not getting him 
was because they'd already won. And it was like, y'all just helping the rich get richer if he goes there. Mm -hmm. So, but also Blake Griffin's coming into the league at the time Mm because he's sitting there. He sat out a whole year. Mm -hmm. And I think the first year he's back, Chris Paul is there. He got injured. Uh, Blake right. Got and injured sat out that whole first rookie mm-hmm. year. And then he comes back the next year. Right. And they put the two of them together. And that became Lob City, Lob City and all that. Right. But what I'm saying is Kobe already had power. Because they had already played the Celtics in the finals okay. or whatever else. Okay. And Chris Paul was against the Spurs and fucking one-handedly winning, you know. Yeah. I think they wound up losing the series. But after that, everybody and, was and, like, and he was, you can't disrespect Chris him. Paul was in New Orleans. Him and uh, was Chandler and David West. David West. Him, yeah. Chandler and David West had a great team. Oh. It was just, the, the they had Janeiro Pargo off the bench. Well, they that's had, why I'm telling you. shitty, like, bench. Their bench wasn't Well, the great. narrative on L.A. always has been, just as you named, mm-hmm. Nick Van Exel, Eddie Jones, Shaq. They always had more than enough help. And even, mm-hmm. even when they didn't have help, you knew help was coming because the salary cap and, and people wanted to, play in, wanted to play in L.A. Nobody, there's a guy from Indianapolis, no one's signing free agent deals to come in to Indy. No. If you wind up in Indy, you got traded there or there's some other weird reason. I think in Indianapolis, I think with, with the Pacers, the, the worst thing y'all did was letting Chuck personally. When y'all broke up, the rifleman, Chuck, Chuck the rifleman. When y'all had Reggie and Chuck Person together, that was that was some good Which shit. Which we not gonna. Chuck we we two black. We are two black men, and we could sit here all day and talk about the NBA. Uh, you know, was, niggas. No, like, but you're talking about my era of the NBA that I, I actually paid attention. I, I bought the game. Barbershop. We could I sit in the like, barbershop like, all day. I stopped and paying attention to the NBA within, like, in the early, like Kobe's reign. You know, right? you gotta leave the barbershop because niggas yeah. are being there, like, yo, who was better, <laughs> Lou Alcindor or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? <laughs> and you're like, man, that's the same person. <laughs> but that's a good. That's a good. Good argument, argument man. Good who you think up. was better, Anthony Hardaway or Penny Hardaway? And you're like, fam. <laughs> These are the same people. So, yeah, we could argue our day, but what I always respected about Kobe was he took the weight, he bit off more than he could chew sometimes, but he stood behind it, and he came out the next game just as confident. The, one of my favorite Kobe plays all time, UNLV game, I think it's preseason, this motherfucker comes out, oh, crosses dude over, takes one more dribble, and takes it off takes from off. damn near the free throw line, yeah. and dunks that That's shit, and game. gets a foul. Yeah, I remember that. And one. So it's like, yo. Lost they mind. And every summer, he came back better. Everybody lost their mind, and I was like, well, Vince Carter's dunk was better. Yeah, yeah. I and was then, always and those up. are the later arguments, because yeah, eventually like, Iverson Carter. wound up in Denver and then refused to come off the bench, so that movement kind of died. Yeah. Then there was Vince, Vince Carter, and then he kind of started dying out a little, and then, uh, you know, there was always Paul Pierce. And Tracy this, McGrady was the closest, and even Kobe said. Tracy was the guy because he was Tracy slightly was taller. The guy. And yeah, a lot of people forget about Tracy. And then knee, knee, knee injuries knee obviously injury took him back, out. The back too. Yeah, and then by the then back. it was all Kobe. And, um, and you know he got Powell, Andrew Bynum. This, this was my knock with Kobe. Uh, was why I was a, a, a Kobe hater because even before YouTube came out with all yeah. the videos and shit, I was telling motherfuckers he's a copycat Jordan. Fair. I was like, I was saying it back then, and people were like, "Oh, get get out of here!" I'm like, "Dude, he wears his uniform like but him. You know, you can't. He tell walks like him. Truth. He talks like you him. Can't tell the he truth. does everything like Mike." Yes. I said, "So that's why, like, real Bulls fans yeah. was sick of Kobe. It was yeah. like, dude, this guy is Mike." But then the thing that really pissed me off with him 
was when people when he would do interviews and they would and, and Ahmad Rashad would try to get it out of him. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, who was your, you know, guy who inspired you, you know, your game and everything like that? He would like leave it open and he would go, Oh, you know, I study a lot of players. I uh Elgin Baylor, uh nah. a, I swear to God, Larry nah. Bird. He, he always admitted. No, 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 no. Early on he did not. He always and admitted. I watched the epi- I think it was an interview with him and Ahmad Rashad. And he named everybody but Mike. And it could have been because Mike was still playing. Yeah. That he didn't want to give him that. Right. But it was like it was evident that yo, you play and do everything. He chewed gum like, like Mike. Everything. That's why I'm saying to you that I, I would have to disagree. What, he he always dude, copped to the fact no, that he, he loved didn't. Michael Jordan. Dude, no, he, he walked didn't. like him, talked like him, no, spoke he like didn't. him. In the beginning. In the beginning. He did not. And I would argue with my friends. To the hilt that, yo, this motherfucker Hulk <laughs> play and wears uniform, everything like Mike. Even my boy, my boy's big brother, who's a diehard Bulls fan, yeah. he and I would always say, yo, this motherfucker makes me sick because he's playing like Mike. Yes. And he don't want to admit it. Like, he's doing everything like Mike. And we watched the interviews and he would never give it to him. It wasn't until as years went by... Mike's away from the game, and then the YouTube start coming up, and people start sharing the videos. Then all of a sudden, yeah, you know, he he, you know, he inspired me a great deal. Blah blah blah. It's like, oh, now he wants to admit. But yeah. a lot of Bulls fans didn't like him for that. It was like, yo, you play just like him. So I don't know. Yeah. Rest in peace. We'll take a slight. In the live one, in the late regional. Uh, but yeah, man, fucking. Fucking Kobe, you know, it, a lot of strong feelings. As we could talk all day, as far as playing, but mm-hmm. I always felt like, like I said, I struggled with that argument from the black community of just like this motherfucker is affluent and speaks Italian and whatever else. And <laughs> what, what, y'all, what y'all making making him hide it because he ain't from the streets. And then right, once right, Iverson right. started kind of dying down. Then all of a sudden he was getting washed by uh Phoenix and those sixty second or less teams with mm-hmm. Mike D'Antoni mm-hmm. and then, you know, getting punked by Raja Bell all over the court. Then he got Powell, he got Bynum, Lamar Odom, all them motherfuckers, and then they won and then everybody started all of a sudden Lil Horse Wayne was Kobe. a fan and dropping yeah. songs yeah. dedicated to Kobe. Yeah. Nah, which it was like fair enough. Every, he earned that. Everything which, you bring it up. Here's what I still up to Laker as fans. a player, my beef will always be this, and I think this is funny because one of those titles that he wins alone deserves an asterisk because Ow. Kevin Garnett oh, okay. broke his leg, and then shouts out to Dwight Howard, bitch ass, because they robbed us of the LeBron Kobe yeah, Finals. Yeah, they yeah. were both yeah. in their prime. LeBron was a number one seed with the Cavs. Yeah, and they lost and KG broke his leg one month before the playoffs. And it was the summer after the first Lakers-Celtics battle because mm-hmm. that's how KG gets his title. Mm-hmm. When they did not have uh, Andrew Bynum that year, mm-hmm. and it was just Kobe, Powell, Lamar, and the Celtics beat them up. Uh, up front in the paint. Kobe, KG, and Kendrick Perkins, who was, you know, as KD said last week or so, he averaged a whopping three points and four rebounds. (laughs) (laughs) But he was an intimidator. He was an enforcer. And then the next summer, they were supposed to meet again in the finals. KG breaks his leg one month before the playoffs. And like I said, Dwight Howard, bitch ass, stole LeBron's 
finals run. Everybody wanted to see LeBron versus Kobe in their prime in the yeah. finals. They even had commercials and shit. They and LeBron, people forget games. this. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. people printed up T-shirts and shit because everyone Hito, thought. It wasn't just Dwight Howard. It was Hito Turkoglu. Yes, and Rashard Lewis and Jameer Nelson, and they had shooters. And the one way you always could beat LeBron is to pack the paint. That's how the Celtics beat him, and that's how uh, the Magic beat him. Mm -hmm. Because people forget it was game six he lost in, and I think they were up and wound up. The Magic ran off like three in a row on him. I might be wrong on that, but LeBron left the court without shaking their hands. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, Dwight Howard goes to the finals and the Lakers beat them 4-1. They basically kicked their ass and then everybody scratched their head going, how did they even get here? It was a bad NBA finals. But like I said, everybody forgot KG broke his leg. Mm -hmm. Then the very next year, KG's back and Lakers-Celtics too. And the Lakers wind up winning with Andrew Bynum because Mm -hmm. they had some paint power for him or whatever. And I think they had traded Perkins by then. Yeah, which was gone. Yeah. I love Twitter because Kendrick's a personality on there. He's been on ESPN and he got the back and forth with KD. But nobody was ready to laugh about Kobe until about the second day. Like when people say too soon, sometimes literally, nigga, too soon. Right, right, right. Kendrick Perkins came on Twitter, I think, the second day and goes, yeah, man, I can't even sleep thinking about Kobe. think I'm going to go out in the driveway and put up a few fadeaway jumpers for Kobe. And the internet went, Negro, please, don't you do shit for Kobe. <laughs> like, all them bricks, you're going to wake up the neighbors. <laughs> like, your backboard going to break. And then it was like, all right, everybody ready to laugh now. And yeah. uh, we'll go ahead and get to this That's next segment. Hilarious. And like I was saying, I won't argue with you about your morals, but I'll argue with, with you all day about whether or not those thoughts are progressive. So all that, you know... Support my uh, support my OnlyFans account, or else you're not not a real man. Which I'm like, first off, bitch, that's reverse psychology. Yeah, yeah. That's like me being like, bail me out of jail, or you ain't a real woman. Like, now, granted, you selling naked pictures of your ass ain't illegal, but everyone has an ass, and that's where I'm willing to argue with you. Like, well, if everyone has an ass. How you argue that your ass is, is worth three dollars? Yeah, is any special three dollars or twenty dollars a is, month? Some of their asses is certainly worth some money. I will say that as a fan of some of their shit, but definitely not worth a subscription. No, your no, ass is not Comcast. Not at all. Nigga <laughs> about all. to pay per Look, month to see a picture of you your imagine, ass. Could you imagine that your account goes over overdrafts behind over, you? Over no only fans. Only fans it depends on who it is. Like, who the fuck? No, if it's Malign. No, ain't none of them bitches' ass worth overdraft. I'm, I'm joking, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying, I'm just saying if, nah, if nah. your account goes into overdraft it, for Malaya Michelle's OnlyFans, look, the dude nah, working at the bank not, might see her ass and throw you three more dollars in just to help you out. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm not, I'm not a fan if that of girl, vegan if, if, I'm not if, if that girl worked at Kroger's. <laughs> you definitely should not Malaya, be in the overdraft. Malaya Michelle, she got the she got a she vegan nice, booty. Dog. She nice, but I, the, I do hate I that was, she talks the, about all that vegan. Don't say the vegan booty, it's like because the booty don't sit up like it used to when she was eating meat. 
Which was eating meat. Oh, it was a different booty. It was a different booty. It was, uh, it was a lot more it's hearty. Like, it's like number it eight and number hearty. 24. Yeah, it was a lot more hearty. Then she went vegan. That was kind of like bottom Now it the jersey 24 like and it's a yes, little too cocky. Little, and nah, all of a sudden there's tattoos. And you're I'm going, not feeling it. Hey, man. Malai Michelle, before she was a vegan... That the num- number nice eight booty and heavy, not the number twenty four booty. Me, I'm a fan. This is more of a forty five. This is oh, the, this is forty five. This is forty five Jordan because <laughs> it's not even six months. Yeah, Nick Anderson is picking this. She been playing baseball. Yeah. <laughs> Penny Hardaway beats this. Yeah, booty. yeah, yeah. Hey, I, 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 I'm a fan of both nah. booties, Malaya. If you're out there listening, nah. I'm a fan of both Go back booties. Meat, yo, get this some hearty. Meat. I, I, I like shit, the non GMO booty yeah. and the GMO booty. Yeah, that shit before was more like, like a both. Camp, a Campbell's chunky soup. I, I like I don't know organic what is, and I like non-organic. So it is what it is, Malai. If you're listening, I'm not a hater. I like number eight and I like number twenty-four. Nah, I don't care if you play with Shaq or you play with Powell. I like it all. <laughs> I even fuck with you a little bit when you're getting pushed around by Rajah Bell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, so Sometimes it do take a little bit of time. I think too soon is literal, and we'll go ahead and get to it. Obviously, the big Joe gotta be real the good. big comedy story this week. If you did, if you've been living under a goddamn rock, was that Ari Shafir, who I gotta go go out on a limb and say, I'll start this by saying, just like I said earlier, I I don't debate com- other comics' morals. You can say whatever the fuck you want, and I will defend it, but it has to be a joke. Right, right, and right. I think that's where this whole thing went left was that it didn't come off a lot of comedians and, and I'll say just white people in general right. don't seem to understand the difference between a joke and mocking or just insulting somebody. Mm-hmm. So within 10 minutes or so, if you guys don't know of Kobe dying, comedian Ari Shafir decides that he's going to go online and tweet. You know, fuck Kobe. He's a stupid ass rapist. Da 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 da. I I don't even care the the specifics of it. Now the tweet wasn't enough. Made a video. The dummy's gonna go make a video and go, yeah, I'm here in Charlotte where Kobe was drafted, and he's a black goofy ass rapist, and blah blibbity blah blah. Fuck him. He deserves to die. He died 23 years too late. And it's just like 23. Is that Michael Jordan reference? What, yeah. what are you even talking he about? Would, he wouldn't even been old enough <laughs> to even be. Dude, I, yeah, I, was, I don't even him. care to get into the semantics of what right. the fuck he was saying. But it was just like, fam, that's not a joke. Not, not there is no punchline within there. Asked. Yeah, then, then this is the part I really hate. If you're a comedian and you're listening, stand by your fucking words, man. Whatever you said. Just mean that shit all the way. Let's let's keep it a thousand. Uh, Lenny Bruce got arrested for saying shit. Mm-hmm. Richard Pryor, Bill Cosby, Red Fox mm-hmm. all had to come in the back rooms of segregated places mm-hmm. and tell jokes. So speech ain't free. It's really never been. It's a lot of people made sacrifices so you could stand on stage or your Instagram or your Twitter and say, and say what you say. So all I'm going to say is a comic. And as someone who often says things that pisses people off, stand by it. When it's time to fight, it's time to fight. Mm-hmm. I've almost had to fight for shit I said. And, and, and they like to go, oh, well, death threats. That's where I draw the line. And it's like, well, then you have a line. Clearly something offends you. <laughs> you can't say, well, jokes are just words. Well, so are death threats. So are death threats, yeah. And I truly don't believe 
anybody that sends a death threat is actually going to do anything to you. The problem that you run into is people who ain't going to say shit, one, and also two, because someone said to me, well, Phil, how many people do you think will truly slap somebody over a person that they never met? And I said, no, it's motherfuckers that just want to smack somebody and and they looking for a reason and you just gave them a reason. Mm -hmm. And that's why you shouldn't do that. This motherfucker going to try to say, oh, well, I was hacked, and it's like, so you're not standing on what you're no, saying. No, he backtracked from that and released another statement saying that he's he does this every time a really popular or famous person dies. He shits on. So now you're owning it. But before, but he should have oh, just owned that, it. Yeah, before and that, that's where I, was, he lost me at. He wasn't willing to stand on it. And like I said, I'm not going to defend it because this wasn't a goddamn joke. Nah, and this no was nuance. different from... No Dina Hashem a few months ago made a joke on Comedy Central about uh, Triple X that had died. But it wasn't even about him. But hold on, but hold on, but hold on. But it was in reference to, and like I said, me and you disagreed on that. I think, and I think we both can agree that at least she had was telling a joke. Yeah, it was some. He wasn't even telling a fucking joke. He just right. was saying was a list of things that he did not like about Kobe. That it right. was just like, hey, dog, every time, and this is how black people feel. How come it's always okay to make fun of a dead black person? And that's really the line. And then I wouldn't disagree with you saying it, but mm-hmm. like, just like I've been saying this whole podcast, my issue ain't your morality. My issue is you feeling like that's brave. Right, right, right. A motherfucker dead and can't defend themselves, but somehow you're brave. Mm-hmm. Then once he started getting death threats, I started seeing comedians. I think it was Ian Fadan said something on Twitter about, hey, come on, guys, death threats. And I went right to the comments and went, it's eight or nine people dead. You, Ari Shafir is not no, no victim. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you can't jump out the window and say some shit like that and then think that. Everyone has to defend you. Right. I don't have to defend goddamn Michael Richards. You jumped out the window and said that. Now, here's my thing. I, I don't ever want a comedian to lose work or to be, you know, for the stage to not be open to them all of a sudden because they said something. I say a lot of shit. But I do think when somebody gets your address and says, come outside, you should have to bring your ass outside and say that shit just as loud as you were saying it. Mm-hmm. So... That's my whole opinion on the whole thing. Now, obviously, I shouldn't have to say this part. If you know, you know, New York Comedy Club got shut down or, you know, they couldn't do their business. You know, the the workers feel for their lives or whatever because people were calling the clubs because this dumbass idiot leaves his schedule online. And then people see, oh, he's going to be at New York York Comedy Comedy Club. And then they started calling the club to say, we're going to fuck you up. Yeah. And. I know the staff over there, you know, shouts out to Drew, Amy, Emilio, the whole family. I don't agree with that shit at all. I don't want other people to be threatened because you were so stupid right. to do such a stupid thing. But then think about like he fucking he he's at the he's in L.A. a lot. So now he can he can you really go back to the comedy store? Can you really go I back mean, to- you can, but how safe do you feel? And I know these white people, a lot of bookers are white, a lot of the comedy club owners are white. And, and low-key, that- a lot of people don't want that- felt bad, did not fuck with Kobe for that case that he caught. Mm-hmm. And fair enough. But same time, 
Like I said, eventually, when you start fucking up people's money, you're going to have to face the consequence. Mm. Although, like I said, I... I, He got dropped by his fucking representatives. And, you know, with a lot of these white dudes, it's just like, what was being represented anyway? When he did his Comedy Central special, this fool goes on the stage and makes fun of a fat girl with one arm and says her name. And then Comedy Central takes the shit and puts it up. And then it's just like, I got to ask as a black performer, I don't think I'd have been granted that same freedom. You going to go on stage and say somebody's name? I'm not mad. I ain't against somebody calling somebody fat. Mm-hmm. But when you say they name and they got one arm, it's just like, again, I wouldn't argue with you over the morals. Mm-hmm. You can say that shit. But where I'm going to disagree with you is this thought that that's progressive. Yeah. Or somehow, you know. And I was reading an article where she was like, she shared all of maybe a paragraph of conversation with this dude. Yeah. She she didn't even know him like that. This idea that it's brave is where I'm going to disagree and have to say, nah, man. Like I said, someone's dead. They can't defend themselves. So what is brave about you kicking somebody's grave? Now, the joke is the joke, but this wasn't a joke. It It was mockery. Some of y'all need to go back to comedy class 101 and, and, and learn the difference between just saying shit and yeah, jokes. And jokes, it being an angle. And yeah, they're being an angle. I like I said, I disagree with like, Dina no. with Dina's joke, but I have to say, Dina told a goddamn joke. Mm-hmm. And like I said, fair enough. Your death threats are your death threats. It's how do you get dead? <laughs> death threats is how you get dead. So I have to say. And death threats come with actual punchlines. I, yeah, well, read that shit with the same energy that you read your joke with. Because, like I said, I don't really think that a lot of people who send you threats are going to do anything to you. And, you know, Triple X fans, a bunch of young niggas, young with, niggas with, yeah. with green dreads that it's just like, you shouldn't be afraid of nobody's nephew. <laughs> you know what I mean? We, we older cats, so we look at them kids like... Don't y'all take a bunch of pills and, and rap, sing it halfway rap and halfway sing about depression? Yeah. So go in your room and be depressed, little nigga. <laughs> and let me handle these jokes. Look, by the time they by the time they make it out the house to, to serve you some justice, it's been a week then passed by <laughs> from them taking their pills and shit. Right. But yeah, he jumped out the window and said that and it just created this shit storm. And I think, especially for white comics, if y'all are listening to this. Y'all don't be understanding what comes with being black and that. I had people outside of comedy that don't do comedy that hit me up like, hey, dog, how is you? I'm like, I'm good. What's what's up? You know, they live. Well, one of my dudes live in Michigan. He like, yo, so uh, who in the fuck is Ari Shafir? <laughs> and now I got to explain like, oh, uh, you know, he is one of us. I have met him. But uh, yeah, we don't approve of what the fuck he said at all. And that's the thing that sometimes some of these white comedians as a black comedian and us all being comedians, they'll like we just grew up, grew up in two different ways. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? We grew up to where it was like, yo, freedom of speech is fine, but that's some cul-de-sac bullshit. Like (laughs) where we live, you said something about somebody's mama and that shit was funny and we did laugh, but we also laughed when you got your ass whooped. So. Unless you can defend yourself or you got a permit for a gun, probably shut the fuck up and just let some time pass. Like I said, if you went on Twitter for Kobe's death, it was all sad shit and just remembering his name for like a day. 
Kendrick Perkins kind of broke the shit to where people had to be like, nah, fam. Don't shoot them shits for Kobe. <laughs> Leave Kobe out your nonsense. <laughs> and I'm sure it was somebody somewhere bombing in the time mm-hmm. Kobe jersey too. Mm-hmm. So leave Kobe out of a lot of y'all bullshit. So uh, yeah, man. I did you have any thoughts on Ari other than what I just said? Uh, I didn't know much about the motherfucker outside of uh, my boy would bring his name up, different shit. I don't. I don't see the big. And the, the like big I said, I fuck dude. with them. I've been on uh, Louis Gomez podcast, Legion of Skanks. I fuck with them. Like those are the homies, and and like I said, what they represent, I get that. You know, there needs to be a space for what you call dark comedy and all that right, kind right, of right. shit. Because there's people that enjoy it, but at the same time, like gotta I be said, a joke, man. Like when I, I watched the video numerous times, and I'm fall for dark comedy too. I really am. Like I laugh at some of the 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 ill as shit but my thing is like you said i was i watched the new i'm looking for the angle i'm looking yeah. for the premise i'm looking for something and i didn't see anything and it was just like no nah, that's a statement that like that ain't the you can't hide behind the title of being a comedian once the backlash comes that you don't want to face it's like, right. like you said if you're gonna say it say it and stand by it then when you post i was hacked then you do all of these yeah. other things. Now you're all ready the to backpedaling. You're insulting you're, people's intelligence. Yeah. Now yeah. you want to. Now you want to uh, post a backhanded, a backhanded statement of, "Oh, this is what I do. It's part of my shtick." Yeah. And nah, bro. It's yeah. like it's just like well, get another stick. You know, it's like it, it, my thing is like like it's a it's a real big difference between him and say Anthony Jeselnik. Yeah. Anthony Jeselnik will post something that you know he will he will say something. About a traumatic incident, but it has an angle. Right. You know what I mean? You can yeah, clearly see. An angle. Even if it pisses you off, you go, I can clearly see. And yeah, less than anything, it was lazy. And that's yeah. where, as a comedian, lazy. you just go, why Why I gotta defend that shit, fam? Yeah. Like I said, to me, the joke was in, you know, like I said, I made my little joke. Oh, man, he passed. Must have been triple teamed because one ain't no way he would pass if if he wasn't right. triple teamed right. or like I said, you know, the easy joke was man, he just got the heaven David Stern up there, he gonna smack the shit out of David Stern. I the one that I said when we first heard about it and we came back from break and shit, uh, me and Usama, he's like, I said, I said the irony is that LeBron just passed him on the scoring list. I said, right. I said, and Kobe is such a competitor to the end is that he refused for him to have the lead story. He's like, watch next this day. next trick, yeah, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> open my dead body, like, it's like yeah. you know, pass me on the scoring list. Open my dead body. So that's where my mind was going right. with the jokes. But like you said, you hear all of those. It's it's. All in good taste. Yeah, so release valve is somewhat right. therapeutic to Right, him. and it's like, like hey it's man, actually I was, paying homage to the dudes, yeah. to the dudes' competitive nature was, of how he was, was when he, on the court. I was ready to be mad, but then you said that, and I laughed a little bit, and that's right. you know kind of where we belong in the game. Be. And like right. I said, I I, don't, I try not to police other comics or get into it about what you say. And as I've been saying this whole episode. It ain't your morality or what you're willing to joke about. I, I'm I'm gonna debate you on whether or not that thought is progressive. And this whole idea that oh well, I'm being brave. Nah, uh, mm-hmm. well if if you felt like that was brave, I tell you what's braver than that. Going outside when somebody <laughs> says, "Hey, I'm gonna kill your bitch ass," come outside. 
that's what's brave mm -hmm. and that's what's progressive because you're willing to match that same energy that you put out there. But don't insult people's intelligence and start acting like we started this episode by talking about, uh, you know, how black comics will pretend that black audiences don't like jokes when the fact is they don't, they don't like, like your, your jokes. jokes, which probably aren't good jokes. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, don't act like, you know, Chris Rock's audience on Bigger and Blacker. You know, when did he do that shit? Was that the one that's at the Apollo? Mm -hmm. And then Bring the Pain is in D.C. And it's a predominantly black crowd. Mm -hmm. So what I didn't like with the Dina thing was that people pretended like black people couldn't recognize a joke or take a joke. And it's like, nah, they're telling you they didn't feel like that joke was good. And I mean, I know she tried to sidestep it, and I know Dina, so yeah, I, I'm not I, I going in on Dina or right. to say she's a bad person. She's a good comic. I respect her. We've worked together. I I like Dina, but I'm just saying to people, the risk almost has to, or the result has to outweigh the risk to where you have to get a bigger laugh more almost than you made them think about somebody's death. And I mean... She did do a disclaimer on the joke and everything, but it was like people just didn't feel like the joke, the result outweighed the risk. And like I said, that's debatable because that was a joke. Right. At least it was in the done on a stage. She was holding yeah. a mic. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but this thing was just literally somebody spitting on somebody's yeah, grave. Yeah, and like I said, to me, but, I have a severe level of narcissism, but, right. but I would have stopped at the tweet. Like, right. oh, but, shit, y'all really mad. But this the Delete. Thing, but this but this thing, too, is like you've seen how many likes that that, that, that tweet got, mm -hmm. which also fueled his narcissism, you know I mean? his narcissism, which made him go and make a video to double down on it. So he's seen how many likes he got, how many reshares, how many whatever. Mm -hmm. And there's people out there who agree with him. Oh there's, yeah, there's legions of people out there who like what he. Because I think if he so, so he, if he'd have done that three days, if he'd have done that today, I don't think anybody would have cared. I think literally yeah. sometimes you can be too soon, motherfucker. Yeah, too soon. Maybe, maybe, maybe the you know Kobe's been lead story for the last seventy two hours. So right, I think he still would have made now seventy two hours, brother. Now ask yourself, <laughs> what number did he wear? What's eight times nine? <laughs> 72. And if that ain't adding up, it's because you subtracting, brother. They subtracting. Now, they if you don't know who him. they are, yeah, that's, another. that's a whole nother story. How many story. letters on in they? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's literally too soon, folks. Uh, you know, learn the difference between jokes and mockery. Uh I think this is about all. Oh, we got a little bit more here, though, man. I, I do wish the internet could go back to Tyler Perry. Did you watch Tyler Perry's no. new movie? No, I don't. I have. I don't. The, I don't put myself through that. I, I have the start. privilege of dating black women myself, so I've suffered through many a Tyler Perry movie. I refuse. It's got me thinking about switching to white women. <laughs> Uh, this last one, I can't even tell you the name. She may of have it. you watch him thinking that you like him. No, no <laughs> you go no. and date a white woman, and she may. I watch. I love Tyler Perry. <laughs> like motherfucker, I've been trying yeah, to escape all of this a sudden, shit. She wearing Jordans. Yeah, like she thinks she's like hamming it up for you. It's yeah, like, but yeah, this last one, dog. 
the internet tore it up. I mean, it was all oh, the wigs, right? All bad wigs, and you know, people were screenshotting it. And but people say the story is good. But that's why his audience is black women and mm-hmm. older ones at that. Mm-hmm. People like to the pretend, right? Yeah. People like to pretend that that audience doesn't exist, but it does. Mm-hmm. And I mean, in a big know, way. But yeah, for me, it was just like, ah, uh, come on, man, really? Is there is is there ever a good black man in these movies? No, that's why <laughs> I don't he like is. He's super light skinned. No, the only movie he did that I like was Acrimony. That was the only movie he did that I watched. Yeah. My old lady was trying to get me to watch it. I said, you know what? I'll check it out with you. I was like, I don't watch that shit. It's Tyler Perry. Which I can but tell. But I watched it. I was like, yo, okay. I this can, is the best movie. I can tell over my about 15, 20 years or so of being in relationships and not being in them by which Tyler Perry movies I've seen. Mm-hmm. I can literally be like, oh, I was in a relationship from 2006 to 2009. I can tell because I saw every Tyler Perry movie between now and then. <laughs> but the internet was tearing his ass up. This one, he kidnapped some people or whatever. And the dark twist had people calling him uh, Tyler M. Night Shyamalan Perry. And wow. that shit had me <laughs> dying wow. laughing. Though. Just like, damn, this dude, man. At least his movie probably wasn't as dry as M. Night Shyamalan. I I can't say I've ever seen any of his movies. Ooh, I Night just Shyamalan? know about him because really? people mock him. Yeah, really? You never watched M Night Shyamalan? What movie? what movies are they? Uh, you got the uh the the Unbreakable. You hmm. got the Unbreakable. You got the you know the was it Glass? You got Mr. Uh, Glass. Yeah, you got Mr. That's Glass. In, uh, uh, Mr. Glass is in Unbreakable. But he also has his own solo movie, Glass. Ah, yeah, okay. Well, not solo movie, but it's the sequel to. To Unbreakable. And it's also the sequel to, uh, what's the other one? With my man, he kidnaps the girls, and he has the multiple personalities. Hell um, if I know. Split. Split. Okay. The movie Split is an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Uh, Six Sense is an M. Night Shyamalan movie. I'm going to have to check Bruce out. Bruce Willis, you never okay. watched Okay. Partially, I remember. I, I see dead that, people yeah, and that, all that. That's his I, movie. I'm more uh, of learning shit from people's the, jokes. The, was it, what's it called? The, the Fog or The Mist or some shit? Hmm. The, that one? That's an M. Night Shyamalan movie. It's like, yeah, M. Night Shyamalan, he, he makes... He got some joints. He got some shit. But, but, he, but, also, always the but he also twist. makes some bullshit, too. Well, yeah, because he's trying to set up for the dark twist. And yeah. sometimes you can see it coming from a mile away. Yeah, but, sometimes you can't. But this last Tyler Perry joint, but I, I, I hate the people trash him. Like I said, his audience is real. This motherfucker was homeless, slept in his car. Yeah. You know, or whatever, and made his career as a playwright. I think what it is is people forget that he was a playwright mm-hmm. and that same skill doesn't necessarily translate to movies sometimes. Yeah. I feel like people maybe but just see it coming from if, a mile away. This is the thing. We can't you don't have to like his 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 shit, but his shit generates money. Exactly. Like motherfuckers go out and they spend And that's what I was saying. Watch. And like, to where even when they bring up the whole thing about when he's when he revealed, which I don't know yeah. how this was a revelation that he doesn't have a writing team. Right. Like he's the only one. <laughs> you were and like people, nigga duh. And people shit on him about that. I'm like, "Do you know this guy? Like you like everything you just mentioned. He was homeless. He wrote all of those plays by himself. Right. He directed all of those plays by himself. He did all as much as I don't like Tyler Perry's art. Nah. I respect his hustle. Hell yeah. And the fact that he wrote himself to a to a billion dollar enterprise. And people make fun of Medea, like, but it's like you have to create a great character for anybody to mock it. Because bad characters, nobody mocks bad characters. Yeah. That shit just 
is what it is. And then people act like they never saw it or they forget they did. So I was saying the same thing you were saying. And then when I saw black women coming for his head on Twitter, it's like, you know, he needs to hire more black writers. I'm going, okay, he's put 12 black women in this movie. And then who knows how many behind cameras. Mm -hmm. And the reason that he's allowed to work the way that he does is that he circumvented traditional institutions. So SAG and all that stuff, mm -hmm. he works around it. And that's the reason he doesn't work by the same rules and regulations that they do. Mm -hmm. But I'm also going, he ain't powered by generational wealth. Right, right. Shit, Weinstein had, was in the union and paying writers. Is that really what you want? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Somebody said, oh, he fed his workers pizza. And I said, it's better than what Weinstein fed. He said he did what? He fed. He, he, I bet he, oh, fed, he fed him fed some cheap him. pizza during the breaks. And but they're probably like, going to make money off the points that the thing sells. And like I said. You know what I'm saying? He probably is able to break them off a bigger piece. Exactly. It's better than what Weinstein fed right. his staff. Right. So like I said. You know, let dude do his thing. But I saw them being like, oh, he needs black writers and black women writers. And I'm going. He's built his whole. But I'm going. Issa Rae ain't complaining. She ain't saying that. Shonda Rhimes ain't complaining. Hell, the girl who wrote Power is uh, Courtney Kemp. She ain't complaining. Mm -hmm. I'm going. None of these actual black women that put in work are sitting around waiting for Tyler. Right. He slept in his car. Who the fuck was he waiting for? Right. Get up off your ass and make your shit. You got cameras. That's their way of, the, but it's almost like what with the girl, what's her name, Lena Waite yes. did when, when she called out Will Smith and all that. Why don't you take and 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 and, and do whatever with, for black creatives yeah. and other? It's like, man, shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? Like, gonna, although like, I'll say I like, I do up. like Lena Waite's work, but but here's what I'm gonna give you on that, and this is this is what I be hating. Is that we we still sometimes as black people fall for the punk fake. The media has a way of pitting us against each other. Because mm -hmm. I don't even think Lena said that. Like, I think... There you go, conspiracy I think, No, brother. no, 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 listen. <laughs> exactly, my brother. Now, Lena Waithe, she was born in April. What is that? <laughs> That's a four. Punk. Now, take that and subtract it from the amount of women she's cheated on. <laughs> now, what you get... <laughs> Same number. Now, how many blades a helicopter got? <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, four. That makes eight, which is jerk Kobe's jersey number. Like, uh, and I'm trying to tell you, she is both queen and slim, brother. <laughs> now, ask yourself, who made us slim? <laughs> they did. So anyway, nah. They has four letters in. It. <laughs> Boom. Back to number four. Full circle. Boom. Or, <laughs> now or how many, infinity, or the number eight, as we say. Like, now, how many letters you spell Ari with? Uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh you wasn't ready. Three. <laughs> Three. Uh, got you in. M. Night Shyamalan ain't twisted like I just did. But, uh, nah, I think sometimes they pit us against each other. Mm -hmm. You know, they looking for buzzwords. So you could say, I, I would gather... That interview, Lena said a hundred good things about Will Smith, and then she said one thing she would like to see him do more, and they took that and ran with it. And even this week with Terry Crews, I don't know if I you picked up that. on the whole thing. No, but I've seen people mention Is that when he said something about how he, America's got talent and Gabrielle like, He's never experienced any... But or, or, he didn't... He, he didn't said all her. the right things... He said, you know, y'all speaking on sexism. I'm a man. I'm not qualified to speak on that. I disagree. 
But I'm still like, he said all the right things and still here they are at his neck. And that's why I don't like black Twitter. I feel like every week we put one of our own on the chopping block. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, for what? Semantics? Mm -hmm. The man basically tried to get out the way. And I'll be the first to tell you, I wouldn't want to defend Terry Crews because I had an issue with him, the whole him versus D.L. Hewley thing, where Mm -hmm. I didn't agree with D.L. Hewley because I'm like, Obviously, you're a black man in America. You can't be smacking people right. who've done things to you because you know where that's going to put you in this business. Right. But at the same time, I felt like Terry was a little too loud. Where it's like, yo, Me Too is for women. It's a chance for them to get their stories off. Your black ass is 6'2", 280 pounds or whatever, solid. Mm-hmm. No, you, the, you're talking a little too much that, about this and a little too loud. The annoyed me with him was the whole... Toxic masculinity. Yeah. And motherfucker, you made your entire everything off of so-called toxic masculinity. Right. You're a former football player. You put yourself on TV pumping your fucking chest. Well, doing well, all of this shit. Well, him you playing are, uh, the dude in Friday. In Friday. When it's like, nigga, it was cool when you was chasing down people and basically making well, fun of homophobia. Rape, yeah, that. Damn, they're being rapey. And, and rapey. Yeah. yeah. And so making like, people laughing you, you at that. You made your entire career off A little of, bit. Although, same time, I was looking the at it on Twitter, and he was getting killed, and I was like, Terry, you got one play left, brother. You from Flint, Michigan. You need to drop that. Hey, but I'm from Flint, Flint Michigan, Carl. Just laying the water. <laughs> How many letters is Flint? It's four. Four, four letters. How many letters is Lena? It's four. What? How many letters is Kobe? No. Four. Four. <laughs> I said, Terry Crews, you got to drop your Flint card and be like, look, that is fucked up to that water. How y'all coming at me when the water still ain't clean? Talk about toxic masculinity, but won't I talk about toxic in, toxic in me. water systems is what you need to be worried about. That's funny. And I mean, Terry's, a, you know, again, black man busted ass forever, you know, mm-hmm. NFL, Went over there and did that, but my you thing know. Is, like, stand acting. on being a stand. No, was a walk on honest. football player, so I don't want to take man. shots at Terry Crews. But stand on being a man. Stand on who, what we are. Yes, who we are. I didn't like him. About it. Don't sit there and throw what you know, what you know, manhood to be that that helped you survive Flint, Michigan, and all to this point. Right. Then go once you've made it to a particular era area, you throw everything under the bus and go. Everything, my whole life is a lie, basically. Yes. And that shit made well, me no. sick to my fucking stomach. It's Pointing like. Pointing fingers at yeah. other men was what. And, and, also, not, and, and also the environment. He also faulted the environment yes, that, he, that grew, he was in. That he was in that groomed him to be the man that he became. It's a like, little bit. It's like, motherfucker. When it's like, no, those are you your knew, choices. You knew, you knew that's the way that you have to navigate. That fucking you, environment. You knew in football that when you get hurt, they're going to try to make you play. So yeah. don't act like toxic masculinity was the, the reason, reason for why. that. No, no, it's business, motherfucker. And I'm not saying it's right, but I'm also saying to you, you knew what came with the game, with the game when you, you took it. Exactly. Wrong or right. So pointing fingers is a little it's bit kind of silly and insulting to our it's, intelligence. It's so just like, yes. They're the very best. toxically masculine in the NFL. Yeah, which, like again, like I'm saying, is I would really want to insult his. But is it? But my thing is, I'm not disagreeing. But what I'm saying is, with everything he's coming with, it's a violent. 
fucking game. Right. It's to- it's toxic masculinity but, to operate on a battlefield. If that's the case, on a battlefield, yes. or any life threatening, well, toxic or masculinity protects harmful, us and keeps us it? alive. Exactly. And, that's what and I'm at saying. At a certain extent, Some, like know. I remember one time it was this chick. She posted this status about how she didn't like the way the football coach was talking to his son. Yeah. And listen, I grew up playing Pop Warner football. You know what I mean? A lot of my friends, we all forged a bond and in, 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 in everything yeah. through playing Pop Warner football. I coached. Now, we thought back to it. I said, yo, if I think back to it, yo, man, Coach Don, that was child abuse. Yes. What he did. But it helped us as young men. Yes. Because... It made you prepare for what you was gonna deal with on that field, and in real because life. It's a, and in real life, it transferred when, over. When no, nobody on the cared field, that you nobody ain't got cares. the rent or why you yeah, ain't got it. Exactly, it so, transfers over. And, so it's like it, it prepared you early that no one gives a fuck about men. And I'm gonna tell you how <laughs> toxic masculinity. And I'm gonna tell you how I support your logic of it making the best coaches. Mm. Who's the last undefeated college team? Fuck, who's it? Bobby Knight. Oh, you talking basketball. Bobby Knight used oh, wow. to choke motherfuckers and throw chairs. Toxic masculinity got the yo, goddamn job yo, done. Yo, somebody should have... I'm saying, I still want to see somebody hit that motherfucker with a two-piece. And though, again... On some real it, shit. It was Cause actually... Because not, not many of his players turned out to be good NBA players, though. Well, that's a whole... Nother, Isaiah Thomas. That, that's a whole nother story. Had, a know. lot of them were white. I'm from Indiana. It's oh, a yes, very white were. state. Yes, yes, so, yes. yes, Steve Alford did not turn but out I'm, to be a great NBA player. I'm talking about even other, black, even other black players who came from him. You was, know damn well. Look, I'm from Indiana, dog. What, what, what did I say about an hour ago oh, on this podcast? A lot of people ain't coming to Indiana, dog. That's true. Unless your mama and them Especially from there. Especially if he choking motherfuckers. And not in the 70s. That's so, God, the, God bless Isaiah Thomas for being right next to us in Chicago. You know, Larry Bird was supposed to go there and he ended up going to Indiana. Oh, it was a State. whole thing. He probably he probably figured out that Bobby Knight was going was over there choking motherfuckers. So, he's like, nah. If, if you had a time machine, what you would actually do is go back and somehow send Bobby Knight to recruit Latrell Sprewell <laughs> and, and then just let that happen. But again, toxic here. masculinity. See, some people wear number eight for Kobe and some people wear it for Sprewell. <laughs> and you got to know the difference. We know Ari Shafir going to know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to get Latrell Sprewell for talking now, about Now, Latrell Sprewell wore number eight. And if you divide that by two, no, what number that. is that? <laughs> number four. How many championships Bobby Knight got? How many people he choked in practice on tape? <laughs> Four. <laughs> None of which were Calbert Chaney no. or Isaiah Thomas. Not at all. But, uh, yeah, toxic masculinity helped win the last perfect season. Look at Vince Lombardi. With Vince Lombardi, the fucking trophies named that. So it's actually the if absence. You're, if you're not injured, if you, you can play hurt. What do you say? If yeah. you're not hurt. You can play, he had a whole thing, I'm the sure. The whole thing about hurt and injured and all of that. But it's real. Toxic masculinity helped get the last perfect college basketball season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a bit while I talk about toxic masculinity. It's actually absence of masculinity that is the problem. Yeah. And it actually benefits women. So it's that whole always, women first kind of thing. I always so. say people, tell people this whole thing, this whole so-called war against, the way I see it is war against masculinity is I think it's really that they're taking the teeth away. They're taking, it's white women taking the teeth away from black men 
so that they can kind of control and kind of run the game. Oh, definitely. Because white men built the game up. White women want to yeah. run the game because they can't run white men. Yeah. And the whole game is running niggas. It's their fight so, for <laughs> So they're like, I want to tell niggas and black women and, and Hispanics what to do. Right. So, And the only way you can do that is if you emasculate that mass. So as yeah. long as you can turn Get it to men, where everybody's playing by the same Exactly. Rules. Because black men should be getting together. Black men and black, black men and yep. Hispanic men, all men of color... Should be getting together to revolt. So you think it's like war? <laughs> yeah, to, as a, to revolt. But as long as you can keep it emasculated, you don't ever have to worry about there's never a threat. Yeah. So everybody keep thinking, oh, our masculinity, it. oh, it's toxic. So They're like, motherfucker, it's survival. I'll, I'll say this last thing, and then we'll get off of here because right. we've been on here for a while. So the whole Terry Crews versus her thing, he should have just said next question, right? Because there was no right answer, and I support Terry in that. And like I said, he's from Flint. He busted ass to get to where he is. is, Why are black women tearing him up over Gabrielle Union when he said the right thing? But obviously, so you know who they got Mm. before that? They actually got my big homie, my sensei, Alonzo Bowden, TMZ. Caught him in the airport and asked Mm -hmm. him. And he said, I messed up. I shouldn't have said nothing, was what he told me. Because he said a bunch of good things and then they took... That one what last thing what that he, could be debated what, about. What do you say about about the whole thing? I, I with don't Gabriel even remember, but TMZ about called that, him in the airport. Situation? Yeah, you can look it up, Google why, it. Why, why they asking him? Because he's black, and they know what they do. Oh, they just asking him. Come on, you oh, know, he has nothing to do look, with the show. Listen, y'all don't know TMZ is basically trolls. TMZ, is like TMZ even TMZ with Kobe, shit. when they were like, "Oh, well, they told us first before they told him." It's like, duh, that's what TMZ does. Yeah, They're basically that trolls. These niggas killed. They killed uh, Rick Fox too. Yeah, yeah. Say he was on the fake plane. news yeah. reports, which, like, again, I, I say I won't debate your morality. I know why the news does it. They but do they're it. not news. Listen, they're, hold on, gossip. they're a gossip. But, but they've kind of doubled now as news. So, because people respond to it like it is. So, I know why the news says, hey, there were 25 break ins in your area when there were really only four. But it's because. So, they can. The next commercial, commercial is ADT. ADT right. Right? Yeah, yeah. But I then I don't yeah. get why we jump out there reporting shit. Hey, yeah. there's a girl that got kidnapped in the Bronx. And it's just like, look, look be on the lookout for a 10 brown uh, Acura. Well, now the motherfucking the brown Acura can't go nowhere because yeah. your stupid ass believed the false report. Yeah, yeah right. And and, what, and yeah. the news is fine because they get paid for it. Right. You ain't getting paid. Get, paid it, get right. your stupid ass off. That was line. just like when they were sharing all the pictures of the vans with the locks on the outside. And I said, yeah, I do know right. that plumbers we and said that on the episode. Yeah, I'm so like, the next the next thing in this will kind of close out what we've been talking about this whole time. Like I said, I don't argue with people over the morals, mm-hmm. but whether or not these ideas are progressive, y'all gonna chastise Kobe because he ain't from the hood. Like, mm-hmm. that's whack. Mm-hmm. And so is, like I said, this whole Ari thing. Oh, oh, well, that's brave. That ain't fucking brave. Say something about somebody who can't defend himself. Mm-hmm. So this next thing, since we've been talking about progressive people, and like I said, whether or not these thoughts are progressive, uh, Drake... The Billie Eilish, that girl, I don't know how old she is. I don't know who she is. I really can't say her name properly. Can't say I've ever heard a song. She won mad Grammys. But what I wanted to say and close this out with was Drake texts or communicates with her. Mm -hmm. 
people interrupt that to say, oh, well, see, Drake, you know, he's like R. Kelly, you know, you communicate with the kids, you know, this is rapey or this is uh, predatory, you know, he's like a predator because, and it's like they both work in music. Yeah. People that are, play the same sport or in the same field communicate with other time, people. Yeah. Sometimes they're young. It's called mentorship. It's the same thing with Justin Bieber. Justin right? Bieber had a lot of yes. motherfuckers. Uh, Usher, Usher yeah. was signed Justin Bieber. Mm-hmm. But I said that to say this, that these people would claim that they're progressive when what they're actually doing is discouraging male-female mentorship. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these, you know, women will get to high spaces and then say, well, no one ever helped me or groomed me. Tyler Perry should have more black women writers. But at the same time, if Tyler Perry was texting Lena Waif when she was 16, the first thing y'all would do is throw these child charges at him. Mm-hmm. The same way they're doing Drake now. Like I said, y'all do the homework. Google it. These right. girls are writing blogs and articles because about how Drake is predatory. Because they're able to project their morality and how, and how they're so um, how they're so right or whatever onto a situation that has nothing to do with them. Right. It's like I'm able to sit, t- show people how good of a person I am. Moral high ground on this guy. But this is what I'm. And you're creating a narrative that doesn't even a exist. A false narrative, yeah. and it's disgusting because there's enough of that going on. That, but here's my thing again. It ain't the morals. But you're certainly not progressive because the second that it becomes male-female, mm-hmm. you know, Kobe mentored Kyrie. We've been talking about it this whole thing, you know, mm-hmm. time, you know, the, the, uh, different players. LeBron and, was mentored by Shaq. Shaq came to his high school games and nobody was like, oh, well, Shaq's a predator because he's, mm-hmm. he's at LeBron's high school game. And it's like, yo, that's fam. like if Co- like Kobe was at like all most of the WNBA games. Nobody, you know what I'm saying? Right. You know, exactly. People wanted to be like, oh, you know, he's he's but being uh, but a creep. But these are the like same that. people that would swear men and women can just be friends. But the second <laughs> Drake is texting the sixteen year old, granted she's a Grammy Award winner, and they're mm-hmm. in the same business. Right. Everybody gets all weird. Right. And then even with uh, Jay Z, they went back on him to say, well, he was texting Beyonce when when she was young, and I'm like, yeah, they're in the same business. Well, if I and then dudes jumping out the window trying to get points yeah. from the women, oh well, I would never text a 15 year old Beyonce. Yeah, because you're not in music, stupid. stupid. Yeah. You work at the mall, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> if you're texting a 16 year old, we should be looking out for you. Now, how many letters is mall? Now divide sixteen by four. What you got? And we'll end it just like that, per <laughs> usual. It's been the motherfucking Tough Talk podcast. Uh, I am Phil Hunt. Uh, I'll be at Caroline's February thirteenth. Come check me out. Follow me on all social media at I am Phil Hunt. Ibrahim. Yo, Ibrahim Khalif. I B R A H I M K H A L I F. Um, I'm going to be at the uh, Art House NYC, Art House Hotel NYC, February 1st at 8 o'clock for the uh, Aquarius Experience, Dave Lester's 46th birthday party, uh, comedy show, and uh, what is it? Um, he's going to have uh, like...
like cabaret or, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> uh, them chicks who they they classly take their clothes off. Uh, so you gonna come there? They for play that? strippers. Huh? They yeah, play I, strippers. Yeah, I can't. They call them dancers. Uh, no, they call burlesque them dancers. burlesque. There you go. Yeah. yeah, it's a burlesque show and comedy show. The and ones also, nobody likes. <laughs> and I'm also February 13th. I'm at Color Comedy at the Color Cafe. Joe Larson show. February 13th. Say it again today. February 13th. Um, color Cafe. Color Cafe for Color Comedy. Uh, Joe Larson. All right, y'all. That's it from us. Thanks.